Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, I hope everyone's having an awesome day. And before I get started on my topic, I just have a few momentous things that I'm just going to share with you, even though when you're going to be listening to this, it's for sure after the fact, because today is July 11th. 2023 when I'm recording this podcast. And so today is my baby, my youngest 18th birthday, which seems so surreal that he is 18 years old and that all my kids are officially adults. I have four of them. And so it's just very like exciting. I think exciting for him. He is actually in France with his dad so I won't be celebrating with him, but I sent him, I wrote down 50 things that an 18-year-old can do, and it was actually quite hysterical and interesting. And I pointed out to him that he's actually done several of those things that he before he was 18, and he's doing things probably that he shouldn't be doing, and he's not even old enough to do those. So maybe I'll share those with you, but you just Google it. It's quite interesting of things I didn't even know that you could do or couldn't do until you were 18. So that is exciting. And then the other exciting news, and I may cry, but my daughter, who lives with me, when my husband and I got divorced, she was living downtown in her own condo, living her best life. She just graduated from the U of U, and I asked her, will you please come move back in with us? Because I had two boys still at home and they love their sister and I just felt like I needed an extra person I needed some support I thought she could use the support and so she did she didn't even complain she said absolutely mom and she has been amazing she loves to cook and so I've put her in charge of cooking and I I know I've said that before but her dream Back when she was applying to college, like she's one of those kids, like she probably like college wasn't the right choice for her necessarily. But at that time, I believed that every child had to go to college. And if you didn't go to college, you know, what are you going to do? And I had that belief system that you go to high school and then you get your four year degree. And everyone in my family had done that. And so I just believed that. And so she, obediently went to the University of Utah. She got a humanities scholarship and she was in the humanities department. And we all know what happened the past four years while she was in college. She's been out for a year, but she had to go to college during the pandemic. She had to go to college during her parents getting divorced. Lots of turmoil. And so the day after she graduated, we told her that we were getting divorced. So she, to say the least, like had a really hard year. But She has wanted to go to the school in London. She never got to do a study abroad because of the pandemic, and she's been wanting to move to London. And we found out right before I came here that she got accepted. And I can't tell you, like, how proud I am of her. And if anyone deserves 
something amazing to happen in their life. It's her. And anyways, so I just, next, if you ever see her, if you know her, tell her congratulations. But um, we're going to figure out a way to make it happen, pay for it. She luckily has enough money in her college fund to still pay for her tuition. So, but I just was just so proud of her. So it's been an amazing day so far, even though I'm emotional. So now to our topic of anger. (laughs) So it's been interesting. I've been thinking a lot about the emotion of anger because I am not an angry person. You can't be labeled like I have a lot of anger, but there are certain people that we all know that they seem angry. And they yell or have, you know, have a temper or feel the feeling of anger. And I think for women, we are told that's not ladylike. That's not appropriate. That's not very Christ-like to feel anger. And I think that's doing a disservice to women particularly and to men, anyone Anger is a real emotion, and when you are going through something like betrayal and divorce or divorce or anything else you might be going through, anger is for sure going to show up. And if you do not feel angry, then you've probably numbed yourself out so much that you're just not feeling anything. So it's a healthy thing to feel angry. And so I just want you to give yourself permission to feel angry. Now, I'm not talking about acting out on your anger. We hear that in the news all the time. People kill someone because they're angry. A lot of bad things can happen when you're angry. So as an adult, as a person, you need to figure out how to deal with that emotion of anger because it has to come out of you. It will live in your body, and most people like to numb it away. But there are lots of healthy ways that you can process and feel your anger. And I think just even accepting that it's there is so healthy. So I'm going to, an analogy. So anger is a secondary emotion. And what I mean by that is, of course, we all feel anger, but usually anger has layers. And it's like an onion. An onion is the anger. But when you peel back those different emotions, There's lots of different things. Grief is under there. Sadness, betrayal, loneliness. There's a lot of things underneath your anger. And that is what I'm going to talk about. And I want you, if you're feeling angry, to kind of do a self-reflection and figure out what is it exactly, what else am I feeling besides angry? Anger, envision like your house is on fire. Anger is the smoke coming out of your house. It's not necessarily the fire. The fire are all those other emotions that's creating the smoke. Anger is also like, you know, when you walk into a house and someone's gone to the bathroom, it's like that smell, like it stinks. So anger stinks. It's the smoke. It's the like, hey, pay attention to me. Like I'm giving, I need attention. The anger, right? But then let's sit and realize because getting divorced Having your spouse cheat on you, you feel a lot of anger, but it's not good to keep that inside us, right? If you want to live a healthy, happy life. So you need to pay attention. What do you need at that time if you're feeling angry? How are you feeling? What is it 
that is causing the anger? Is there something triggering you? When we feel anger, that's when we were like, okay, what needs to be released inside of us? And I was kind of realizing when I was talking to my therapist about this because I'm like, I don't want to feel angry anymore. I've been divorced for a year. I've been dealing with betrayal for most of my marriage. And usually in my past, I would just suppress, 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 suppress. I didn't. I would just avoid that feeling, suppress it, put on my happy face, my mask, everything's going great around here. I was really good. I was like a professional at it, in my opinion. People didn't question like, Jennifer, you look really angry. I was really good at masking anger. But after I got divorced, I wasn't very good at it. I felt a lot of anger. And anger can be a useful emotion. I think anger helped me actually get divorced and not be dramatic. My divorce happened in a two-hour period sitting with the mediator. A month later, I was divorced. Anger helped me fuel me to put my house up for sale. And I had a big house. I had to like pack the house pretty much by myself. I did have a group of women, I mean, many times came come over and help me. An hour here, two hours there. My kids were all just surviving as well. And so I didn't really feel like I could help them, but it helped me you know, pack my house, buy a new house, sell my house, remodel my house, do all those things. I think anger helped me survive those really hard moments. But now I'm a year from divorce and I'm like, I don't want to feel that. So what am I feeling? And I came up with three different things of where I project or feel anger from. The first one is my former spouse. I feel very angry. So when I'm feeling angry at him or what he's done, what I do instead, I think, okay, what am I really feeling? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling hurt? Am I feeling betrayed? Am I feeling not good enough? Am I feeling, I mean, there's so many other feelings that I could be feeling So I try to peel back the anger onion and decide, how am I feeling right now? And so then I do self-care. Okay, maybe let's go for a walk. Maybe I need to listen to a podcast. I have a list of things that make me feel better, that are healthy in my mind. Watch a show, go on a walk, call a friend, text a friend, talk to my kids doing those things. So when you're feeling anger towards someone like your ex-husband or even your husband or your wife, whoever it is, instead of projecting it onto them, which isn't good because then you're going to be yelling and fighting and saying things that you're going to regret and wish you didn't say, look inside, turn towards yourself and say, okay, what do I need? Because chances are you need, maybe you're tired, maybe you're hungry. So going inward instead of outward with your anger is going to be so much more useful and really peeling back, like, am I feeling sad? So my former spouse got remarried. Talk about, I mean, I knew it was probably going to happen. I knew he was engaged. I just didn't know it was going to happen this quick. And so super sad. I was really sad and not because I wanted to be married to him. 
But I was sad for my kids, sad for that really made my book close, right? That chapter really ended. So, so much sadness. And so I really focused on what do I need when I'm sad? And a lot of, I just needed to be alone. It's really hard. I must say all women that are going through divorce, doing it in front of your kids is so hard. I don't think people understand, and I 100% did not understand how hard that was. And then layer on your former spouse marrying his mistress is even that whole other added layer of hard, right? And so I just felt so sad. So I just have been really focusing on what do I need? How can I take care of myself? And how can I take care of my kids? The next person, I'm just going to call them the hers. The women that I feel betrayed me by sleeping with my former husband while we were married. So that anger, all the anger I have towards them, I'm like, okay, what am I really feeling? I feel shame. I feel like I wasn't good enough. What is wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? So all those feelings of not being good enough, and and I'm just going to say it right now, just so everyone knows, a man having an affair or a woman having an affair has nothing to do with their spouse. It is 100% on them. It is, you didn't do anything wrong. But we need to tell ourselves that a hundred times a day because in those moments when we feel angry and hurt, we, for whatever reason, our brain says, what was wrong with you? You weren't nice enough. You didn't have sex enough. You didn't do X, Y, or Z. And it has nothing to do with any of that. This was their choice. And so, but when I feel anger towards the hers, I know that it is my time to be the voice that other women don't have, to be shame resilient, remind myself this wasn't my fault. This is not about me. There's nothing wrong with me. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm 100% good enough as I am today. And so creating those dialogues for you to tell yourself in your head is so powerful. So whatever it is that you're struggling with when it comes to another person, turn it back to you and create something that you can say to yourself, like, it's not my fault. I didn't do anything wrong. The last person that I get very angry at is myself. And I know that might sound weird, but it's like, why? how, how did I allow myself to stay in a 26-year marriage with this going on. First of all, when you know better, you do better. And when you are in certain situations, you don't know what you don't know until you get out and you can see. I have so much more clarity now. And so when I have anger towards me, because it's like I, my husband was betraying me, but then I was doing self-betrayal. And that's painful to know, like I betrayed myself just as much as he was betraying me because it wasn't an alignment for who I was, what I stood for, what I wanted in my life. Like never in my life did I say, and I'm guessing no one else did either, that they want their husband to have an affair and leave them and get divorced. That's usually not on anyone's radar. But when I feel that anger, I realize like, no, 
I was just protecting myself. That was a protection for me to, you know, live my life and to be safe. And so when I feel that way, when I feel anger, I just go to, I have a lot of grace and compassion for myself. I tell myself I'm doing a great job. I have a lot of strength and courage, and I just remind myself that I didn't know, and now I know, and when you know better, you do better, and I focus on making myself the most confident I can be so that I can be help other women who are in my situation that don't know yet how they're going to leave, how they're going to get out. So I think anger is a useful emotion, but we need to peel it back and figure out what is underneath it. And then figuring out, are you angry at your boss? Are you angry at your kids? Because it's not your kids that are making you angry. It's your thoughts about your kids that are is making you feel angry. Okay, your kids can't fix that. Only you can fix that. What is going on for you? Why are you feeling angry with your kids? What inside of you is causing you to feel that way because maybe it's like I feel like they make me look like a bad mom. I'm not a good enough mom. That is not on your kids. That's on you or your spouse or your job. What it's not your boss's fault you're feeling angry. It's what's going on for you. So just pay attention whenever you feel anger towards something someone else Think about what it really is. And that's going to take some journaling. That's going to take some real honest thought work. That's going to take some help. And I've been going to years worth of therapy and coaching. This has been a process for me to get to this point that I can actually look at my anger and understand it and then know, okay, how can I, what do I really want to feel right now? I don't want to feel angry. Like it feels ugly. It feels, my heart is hard. It feels black. It feels just yucky. Like, I don't like anger. I don't want to feel that way anymore. So instead, I'm going to process through that and process all those other emotions so then I can be healthier and happier. And that's what everyone is able and capable of doing. It just takes time and practice and consistency. So if you're struggling with anger for whatever reason in your life and you need some help, I would love to help you process that, help you figure out why you're feeling angry. And if you're always projecting it onto someone else, how can you bring that inward? So email me, send me a message on Instagram, ask me questions. I'd love to help you so much. Anyways, have a great day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjen1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after. <laughs>